So today do a, we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 11 Part 1. This is the second chapter we are still continuing. It is Maharaj Nimi meets the nine Yogendras. So we are only discussing about how devotional service to the Lord is to be done and we are just continuing from where we left. So we are doing verse 48. Maharaj Nimi meets the nine Yogendras, chapter 2, Srimad Bhagavatam. Even while engaging his senses in contact with their object, one who sees the whole world as the energy of Lord Vishnu, he is neither repelled nor elated. He is indeed the greatest among devotees. It's very easy to understand this if you are a devotee. But if you are not a devotee, what happens? You do not see anything as the Divine Lord. You only look at everything in this world as a separation from the Lord. So there is a duality existing in the world. But when you see the Lord itself is encompassed in the whole world, can you say that there is one place where He is not there? He is always there. He is everywhere. He is eternal. He is all-encompassing. And that is the reason why this devotee sees everything and everybody in this world. That is all objects that are there in this world. They are a part of the Divine Lord only. And it is nothing but the energy of the Divine Lord. This is what you have to see. Now, can I look at the portion of a Lord and say, Oh, this is your feet. I am not happy with your feet, but I like your hands because your hands are holding the Shastra Vastra. Can you say that? No, you are always going to be, you know, having the same idea, whether it's the hands or the feet or the head or the chest or whatever. You look at the Lord as one only. And there is no differentiation between any object, part, portion of the Lord. So why are you getting disturbed with things in his world? That means there are some things which you get repelled by and something which you get elated by. That means somebody says something nice to you. You feel so mighty pleased about it. Oh, he's praising me, she's praising me. So I must be the I must be really very good. Or somebody says something bad to you. Now look at it from this point of view. Now, let us say you are a portion of the entire being of the Lord. So can I say that you are a bad planet or something like that? You are Venus. You are only full of gases. Can I say that? No. Yes, Venus may be full of gases and so on and so forth. Or you are a black hole. Black hole means maybe you know in our normal language could be with no brains. You know, everything that is given is sucked inside. So can I call you that? Or can I call you just a small comet or just one small you know portion of an asteroid? You will feel bad about it. You will say, no, no, why are you not calling me Earth? I am Earth. No. The idea is we are not supposed to do bhedbhav. Something is good, something is bad. No, everything is existing in this world. So if I look at the whole Brahman for the whole universe, I cannot have this differentiation that one is good and one is bad. Everything is okay. The answer to everything is okay. 
so anybody who looks at this whole universe as one and doesn't make differentiation has a state of equanimity in the mind is called the greatest among the devotees within the material world one's material body is always subject to birth and decay similarly the life air prana is harassed by hunger and thirst the mind is always anxious the intelligence hankers for that which cannot be obtained and all of the senses are ultimately exhausted by constant struggle in the material nature a person who is not bewildered by the inevitable mis- miseries of material existence and who remain aloof from them simply by remembering the lotus feet of the supreme personality of godhead is to be considered bhagavata pradhan the most the foremost devotee of the lord now tell me look at it from this point of view is there anybody in this world who is not having a problem everybody who is having a problem everybody is born and everybody dies whoever is born on this planet earth is is anyway subject to birth and death birth and death the cycle goes on there is no stopping this cycle now if the person is born he is going to have all the problems associated with his birth that means he needs to breathe can you say that i am not going to breathe no i am we will have problems then <coughs> he will have hunger and thirst just like every other person can can you say no no from today onwards i am not going to be hungry i don't want to drink water today from today onwards i am not going to be no you are born on this planet earth you will be hungry you will be thirsty then are you not going to have your anxiety everybody who seems to have a mind is going to be anxious isn't it every person on this planet earth is going to be anxious come whatever may so there is always going to be anxiety so the person is born and is existing in this world he has a mind and if you have a mind you are going to be anxious so he is saying the mind is always anxious the intelligence is always going to hanker oh i don't have this i don't have that i don't have that i don't have that now look at it this way <laughs> if you don't have money okay or if you are slightly earning slightly lesser don't you think you will say no i want more now if you are not married you will say oh my friend is married he's got a beautiful wife i also needs to have you know okay so that is the reason why you also want to get married just because somebody else has got a house a very big beautiful bungalow you also want to own this hankering now suppose somebody else has got more knowledge knowledge in the sense oh somebody is very good in say it or some other subject let us say english and you will feel small you will say oh i don't understand information technology that well you know i want to know that or you don't know english that well and you say oh i want to have that as well i want to become very good in english so this is what happens so the intelligence always hankers then all senses are ultimately exhausted by constant struggle in the material nature every sense of yours whether it is the eyes nose ears and all that they are always going to seek out things which are better and better and better and better they always keep a lookout of things now look at it this way suppose you have gone to the marketplace 
Alright? Now, I don't know how many of you have done fish, you know, fish buying in the marketplace. Those who go to buy fish in the market, what they do, do, what do they do? They will go to one person, they will ask him the price and they will say, oh, this fish is so small. Then they will go to the next person and they will say, ask him the price. Oh, this is slightly bigger. Then they will go to the third person and then they will say, oh, this is a very fresh one. Oh, but the rate is very high. So you go to the fourth person and you keep on roaming the whole market trying to get the best deal. So you want a good fish and you want to pay less also for it. Isn't that how your nature is? Your material nature always does this kind of thing. Now I said about fish. Think about if you want to buy, uh, you know, 25 kgs of rice. You know, when you want to buy 25 kgs of rice, you know, we Indians are so good at what we do. We will go and ask the rice rate in at least 20 shops. <laughs> we will say, Acha, internet mein, Amazon mein kitna hai, Big Bazaar mein kitna hai, Isme kitna hai, Usme kitna hai. And then what you will do is, Oh, Big Bazaar is giving an offer. You take 25 kg rice, they are giving you 5 kg of sugar free and the rate is also less. So let me go over there and buy. This is how we are. So, we are doing constant struggle. This is a constant struggle in nature. Alright? A person. Now, what you need to do? All this is happening to everybody. This is what I said. The moment you are born, you are always under the influence of Maya. This is Maya Shakti. She is going to keep you, you know, on her little finger going round and round and round. So, now what is a person supposed to do? Who is a great devotee of the Lord? A person who is not bewildered by the inevitable mis- miseries of material existence and who remains aloof from them simply by remembering the lotus feet of the Supreme Divine Consciousness that is Krishna is considered the highest devotee. Tell me, is this anxiety ever going to go? Never. You know very well you are still going to run after that 25 kg rice bori where it is available for lesser price. You are, whether you become 70 years old or whether you are 25 years old, you still are going to do that. Are you not going to do that? Of course. You think you are not going to be anxious. Flight is coming in time. Flight is not coming in time. It is landed. It has not landed. Should I go to the airport? Should I not go to the airport? Anxiety is always going to be there. Even if you become the greatest exponent of that particular technology or English language, you just take in these two examples, you will still say, Oh, why can I not be like this person and that person? Okay? You want to be like Alan Turing? Ayo, yo, yo. Very good. And who else you want to be like? Oh, I want to be like Jeff Bezos. Oh, for you, those people, <laughs> those people are the highest, and you are nowhere near them. If you ask Jeff Bezos, he will say, "No, I want to be somebody better than myself." If you if you go and ask Bill Gates, he is going to say, "No, I want to be better than Bill Gates." Where is the satisfaction? Intellect will always say, "I want more, 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 and more," and this is the main issue which everybody has. So this devotee of the Lord 
has this knowledge and the knowledge says क्या करेगा सब ऐसा ही है ओके एवरीथिंग इज गोइंग टू बी लाइक दिस ओनली यू थिंक यू आर गोइंग टू मेक चेंजेस इन दिस वर्ल्ड नो चेंजेस लाइक आई सेड यस्टरडे यू नो यू टेक अ डॉग यू पुट द यू नो टेल in one nice pipe and try to put one bandage around it still you know if you remove the bandage after 10 days one month also the tail will again turn like this it's not going to change the anxiety is not going to go neither is things going to change but the devotee of the lord he has diverted his attention he is not focused on these things he knows this these things are idiotic in nature they are anyway going to be like that only it is like uh, you know karela Karela is always going to be kadwa only, you know. Karela, ha, huh? bitter gourd is going to be bitter only. Suppose bitter gourd becomes sweet like a mango, then it is not called a bitter gourd. You should know that. <laughs> Likewise, there are some people in this world; they are never going to change. If some people are irritable to the core, some people get angry by just by the drop of the hat. You think you are going to change anything, or something is going to happen? So accept it, accept it that these people are like that only, and this world is like this only. Bitter God is going to be bitter. The dog's tail will never straighten up, and just let it be. Don't stress over things which cannot be changed. Can you not change yourself? Why are you using your mind in these stupid things? Use your mind at the feet of the Lord. Just surrender there. Don't bother about the rest of it. you know a child now let us say a child is going for a picnic okay now when the child is going for a picnic and the father child mother you know and maybe two children three children are there okay they are all going for a picnic now they are going fishing you know in usa and all they they take the fishing rods and they take the whole gadi and all they go out and they go for fishing or they go for some great activity out outdoor activity now suppose it's a merry go round or it's something which is uh, very big fair is there the mother and the father will not allow the small child to go on their own you know that no the father will say come come the child will say ah, i want to go in the merry go round okay i will take you even those horse horses which go round and round you have seen <laughs> you know the carousel which is there still the father will say to the small child you know you sit in front i will sit behind you the father and the mother are always going to be very protective about it and the child has given its power of attorney to the father or the mother they are dependent on them so they are not bothered about it so they say my father is there no why should i bother my head about it and this is how we have to be so when we are surrendered to the lord we don't have to bother so much about what is happening in this world he will take care of us so <clears throat> one who has taken exclusive shelter of the supreme lord vasudev becomes free from fruitive activities which are based on material lust in fact one who has taken shelter at the lotus feet of the lord is free from even the desire to enjoy material sense gratification plans for enjoying sex life social prestige and money cannot develop within his mind 
Thus, he is considered Bhagavatama, a pure devotee of the Lord of the highest platform. Now, a man who has taken shelter at the feet of the Lord. What happens to him? All his fruitive activities, you know, running after these, that, all these things come to a stop. He becomes completely devoted to the Lord. He is he's like, say for example, you were earlier used to reading all kind of fancy books. You know, let us say, you like to read all these, you know, exciting uh, books, uh, Harry Potters and all that. Or maybe you are interested in uh, uh, all the Arthur Haley's and uh, Leon Uris and all those. I don't know the current uh, author's names. Patterson and whatnot. Now, suppose you are reading all those. Suddenly, one fine day, what happens? You have stopped reading those. When you have surrendered to the Lord, what happens? After that, you only pick up books which are connected to spirituality and you read only those. Beyond that, you are not going to read anything else. Otherwise, you are reading everything. So, this is what happens to the person. Here, all your fruitive activities. Like say for example, you want to go to see beautiful places. I want to travel to Switzerland. I want to travel to Germany and Europe and this and Australia and what not. A person says these kind of words. But when you are completely surrendered to the Lord, you know what you will say? I want to travel to Gangotri. I want to travel to Yamunotri. I want to go to the Chardham Yatra. What happened? You wanted to go to Australia, New Zealand and Germany and Switzerland and all. So you will say, Sir, Switzerland mein jo mountains hai na, usse achha mountains India mein hai. Oh, you can give that kind of reasoning also. Why? Because now you have become completely devoted to the Lord and these kind of fruitive activities have come to a standstill. Earlier it was enjoyment purpose. Now it is devotional purpose. So there is a difference between the two. First it was enjoyment, now it is devotional. So, then what happens? He who has taken this shelter, what happens to him? He stops enjoying material worldly life. That is sense gratification. Sense gratification means he wants to eat very nice stuff. Say earlier you would visit one restaurant every week. You would say, oh no, I have to visit this restaurant, I have to visit that restaurant. Now what do you do? Can I cook food at home, simple, homely food? Yes, your sense gratification has gone. You have completely become engrossed in becoming very simple human being. Right? And then what happens? Plans for enjoying sex life. Earlier you were so much interested in, you know, lustful kind of experiences. It's, it's like I was, I was watching some small clip of some film. That person, uh, there is, there is these two major actress. Okay. Now, that person is more than 70-75 years old. Okay. The hero. And he is not a hero. He is the hero's father. And he has got one tenant neighbor. So he asks her age. She says, I am 70 years old. Now, 70 years old, this is some last year's film. I don't remember the name. And in that film, it is shown that this 75 and 80 year old man, he is having sex with this 70 year old woman and he is so much passionate about it. 
think about it from this point of view these people have nothing to do they have a mundane exp- you know mundane life full day they will go somewhere do something come back home or they may be watching tv doing nothing they don't have any activity concerning the lord also they are just sitting at home doing nothing most of the time what is the thing that can come to their mind max they will watch tv after that they will think of something they may call their children they may call their grandchildren after calling their grandchildren children eating drinking what is the one thing that is left in their life sex so they get involved in this kind of activity but let us say if the person is completely involved in spiritual fervor he is surrendered to the feet of the lord what happens to them they don't even think about this kind of things they are only thinking ke na i have to go to the temple today i have to do this today i have to do that this has to be done that has to be done everything is concerned with god only most of the time you see that in the material world a man is always involved because you know we say what is a person going to do who just sits at home and does nothing you can give your own examples of your mother father grandmother grand uh, you know grand uh, uh, grandfather and see think about what is it that they are doing they are sitting at home most of the people they don't have any activity to do the highest activity they may be performing is switching on the television and switching it off watching hundreds of serials eating drinking sleeping complaining calling up their children harassing the life out of them isn't that what parents are supposed to do they will harass the children's lives they'll say shaadi kyun nahi karta ye kyun nahi karta aisa kyun nahi ho raha hai waisa kyun nahi ho raha hai when are you coming diwali aa rahi hai dasra aa raha hai new year aa raha hai tumhara birthday gaya birthday ke din kya kiya kahan gaye the kya khaya kya piya person who has nothing to do ask this kind of questions you know that no when a person has nothing to do absolutely nothing to do their mind is full of crap they will ask you these questions but if the person is engaged in spiritual activity do you think that that person has the time to indulge in all this nonsensical stuff no look at it from this point of view there on one side now yesterday somebody was watching a movie now there was this great film which is called my fair lady it is written by a person i mean the movie was produced by somebody else but the original story is written by george bernard shaw okay it's called pygmalion now george bernard shaw was a great playwright and he wrote till the end of his life he was completely busy writing 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 now what did he do he never wanted to marry but he was invited for all the places you know the queen invited him he is from england so the queen invited him he went to all the places so at one place a lady who was a very good looking woman she looked at him and she asked him a question you know she said you are such an intelligent person you you are now becoming old why don't you want to get married you see i am an eligible person she is looking i am so beautiful i am such an eligible person 
what if we were to get married and we could have such beautiful children george bernard shaw looks at her and told her you know what suppose it happens the other way round okay they get my beauty and your brains then what happens it's a very easy way of dissuading a person because george bernard shaw had too many other things to think of than getting into this kind of horrible experiences think about it why was he interested in getting married he never married at all till the end of his life and he lived like that so in the material world also a person who is devoted to the lord is focused in that direction is not at all interested in getting into all this kind of entanglements in this world he knows very well all kinds of entanglements all kinds of this kind of you know material worldly hooks that are there marriage children these that owning properties you name it everything is nothing but a very big all those things which i discussed anxiety tensions problems you name it everything is full of that you get married you are going to get into biggest trouble of your life first you are handling one ego then you are going to handle two egos if you cannot handle your own ego how can you handle your spouse's ego think one ego you cannot handle of your own you think no end of yourself or you think you are the worst creature on earth one of the two happens to you and now you are going to have another ego which is as big as yours and that person may be having the most bloated ego that i am the greatest thing on planet earth or i am the most miserable person on planet earth one of the two is going to be you are getting married to another ego and this marriage is always bound for disasters everybody knows this the whole world knows about it because just now we did in the chap in the two verses before those who are born and those who die in this world have to go through these troubles you know this so why get into all these things so this person he doesn't enjoy, enjoy he doesn't plan for enjoying sex life he doesn't want any social prestige because social prestige is full of bullshit now i'll give you social prestige one very beautiful example in 2008 olympics there was one person who won the gold medal for india his name was abhinav bandra okay abhinav bindra won the gold medal for shooting so this year he did not even qualify okay he came back to india but there were three women in india who were glorified like nobody's business so somebody went and asked abhinav bindra you know they asked him don't you feel bad that they are only glorifying those women see two of them came fourth rank or something like that but still they are being praised like nobody's business don't you feel bad that you know they are being praised he just looked at that person and he says what what can i do about it they have to give them that credit so they are giving in 2008 i got the credit everybody is actually looking for prestige but this prestige you have to let it be social prestige is of no value 2008 you were a gold medal winner and you were to, you know taken all over india even in singapore that one boy who got one medal for singapore is being taken all over singapore and everywhere he is being paraded as a as a great person fiji has won one gold medal you think that the whole country has not taken off has done so many things in the next olympics this person is nowhere to be seen then what happens nothing happens nobody cares 
So this social prestige is of no ish, no no value. Think about it. I was just reading a very beautiful article in which it was mentioned that in 1936, in 1936, uh, there were more than 300 plus. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, it's 1976. There were more than 300 plus billionaires. Not 36, 76. And today, where are these people? More than 50% are not there. 60 of them are dead. Okay. And they have mentioned in this article that the number has been halved. Only half of them are existing today. And the rest of the half have disappeared from the scene completely. Like say for example in the year 1992, there was Sam Walton who was the number one, the richest man in the world. Today what has happened to Sam Walton? All his money has been dissipated to all his children. So you will find that every individual person is now supposed to be somewhere in that hierarchy. So they are no longer the richest. This is what happens. Okay. Some two years ago, there was a person called Carlos Slim from Mexico. Where is he now? Nobody knows. There was Lakshmi Mittal. Everybody spoke Lakshmi Mittal, Lakshmi Mittal. Where is he now? Nobody knows. This year, it is all about the person who owns Zara and that person. You know? Oh, he's become a very rich man. Very soon, he will disappear. Then what happens? Somebody else will come. So, social prestige doesn't exist. And money cannot develop within his mind. This money, the aspect, you know, I want to do, I want to make so much money, I want to make so much money. That money also never comes to this kind of a person. But all these three things, all these three things, that means whether you want money, social prestige, or the third one, enjoying your sex life. Think about it. Once you have completely surrendered to the Lord, if the Lord wants you to give all these things, He will give it to you. Don't worry. You don't have to bother about all these things. If he really wants to, you know, be happy with you and give you all these things, he will give you. What? Maybe he will make you a horse or something like that. You will win all the races. You will become the richest horse in the world. Okay. You will get social prestige. This horse is the number one horse in the world. And then sex. Of course, you are a stud, isn't it? You want so many children. So you become the greatest sex object in this world. So God says, okay, chalo. Isko sab deta hume. Are you happy now? You got social prestige. You are the best horse in the world. Second, you are the stud of a lifetime because you might have fathered more than 100 great horses. Right? And the third one, you are winning so much money you cannot even imagine. You have got the best table in the world. Astabal bolte usko. So, are you happy? Ah. Now, do you understand? A person should not bother about this kind of things because tomorrow, next life could be something like that. Why are you bothered? Hmm? So, don't bother. So, a pure devotee is called Bhagavatama. And he is the Lord. He is a pure devotee of the Lord on the highest platform. What happens to this person again? Birth in an aristocratic family and the execution of austere and pious activities certainly cause one to take pride in himself. Similarly, if one enjoys a prestigious position within the society because his parents are highly respected members of the Varnashrama social system, one becomes even more infatuated with himself. 
But if despite this excellent material qualification, one does not feel even a tinge of pride within himself, he is to be considered the dearmost servitor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Few years ago, there was one very great industrialist in India. Okay. Today, his children are handling it. Everybody thinks that the children are the greatest thing on planet Earth. Now, the children are promoting their children. That means the grandchildren have come. So, think about it. Look at these people. They are nobody. They don't even have... Just because their parent, their father was the best, you know, in the business, they think no end of themselves. Very soon there is going to be disaster. Very soon they will not be there existing on that platform. Okay? Think about it. It never happens. Somebody will be there in that particular place for a very long time. You get what I am saying? So we should never bother our head about, you know, just because we are coming from a great family or we have too much of money or we have too much of fame and fortune that because my father and my mother are these, so we are going to be, you know, no. That kind of prestige and that kind of ego is a very big problem in people. So you should never get into those kind of activities. So don't get infatuated by yourself. The only thing that you person has to do is to bother about the dear Lord. When a devotee gives up his selfish conception by which one thinks this is my property and this is his property. And when he no longer concerned with the pleasure of his own material body or indifference to the discomfort of others, he becomes peaceful and satisfied. He considers himself simply one among all the living beings who are equally part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such a satisfied Vaishnava is considered as the highest standard of devotional service. This person has to be a very, very normal human being. The devotee of the Lord doesn't wear some kind of fancy clothes, doesn't wear headgears, doesn't wear fancy chapels or go about in some big fancy, you know, vehicles. No. He is a normal human being. He leads a very, very normal, mundane life. He may have money, but he never flaunts it. He may have a lot of servants, but he never cares about it. He may be eating the best of the food, you know, there may be best of the food served in his house. But he will eat very simple food. He will eat dal, chawal, khichdi, that's it. He doesn't eat fancy foods at all. Or if there is a great, you know, activity, he is just sitting over there and maybe he is just taking little part in it. He doesn't indulge himself into such great pomp and pleasure and all those kind of things. He is just there. He leads a very, very mundane and a normal life. Never lets the world know who he is. This is the kind of person everybody should become. Those who have surrendered to the Lord. You have to become common people. Though you may be the richest in the world, you don't have to wear fancy clothes and go out. It is like when when I look at this person who owns Facebook. You know, I, what is his name? Zucker, Zuckerberg. Now, this Zuckerberg, he has got only two, I think, grey t-shirt and <laughs> jeans. I have never seen him wearing fancy clothes. Okay. I don't think that he, that would make him somebody greater. 
he is still the mundane same old person he may be having billions of dollars in his bank account it doesn't make him great if a person wears fancy clothes okay now think about all the heroes and the heroines of the past today they are nobody most of the heroes are drunkards they are fully tight you know and when you meet them they will say अरे हमारे जमाने में 1970 में मैं बहुत बड़ा स्टार था ओके यू आर अ ग्रेट स्टार देन नाउ व्हाट इज हैपन टू यू नो बडी गिव्स यू बिजनेस नो बडी इज विथ यू दिस इज व्हाट हैपन्स टू अ पर्सन सो फॉर सच अ पर्सन व्हाई इज ही हैविंग दैट काइंड ऑफ अ फॉल्स प्रेस्टीज पर्सन शुड नेवर हैव फॉल्स प्रेस्टीज शुड नेवर वॉलो इन दैट काइंड ऑफ अ थिंग यू नो उस टाइम पर मैंने ये किया उस टाइम पर मैंने वो किया डोंट बॉदर अबाउट इट so be your normal mundane self don't try to show the world you are the greatest thing on planet earth never never so this is what you got to do satisfied vaishnava is considered to be the highest devotee the highest devotee is a very normal human being with mundane existence no pomp no glory nothing 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 if you look at ramkrishna paramahansa or ramana maharshi you look at them Ramkrishna Paramahansa wearing simple dhoti kurta that's it nothing beyond that look at Ramana Maharshi you know he would be sitting there wearing the simple clothes he was lost in himself look at Sai Baba you think putting some golden color clothes on Sai Baba is going to make him something great he is already great they are not bothered about this they are least bothered they are lost in themselves most of the time so wearing fancy clothes and all they don't bother wearing gold ornament they don't bother wearing uh, getting some very fancy degrees and stuff like that they don't bother so always remember this those people are least bothered about this kind of things the lotus feet of the supreme personality of godhead is sought even by the greatest of the demigods such as brahma and shiva who have all accepted the supreme personality of godhead as their life and soul a pure devotee of the lord can never forget those lotus feet in any circumstances he will not give up the shelter at the lotus feet of the lord for a single moment indeed not for a half a moment in exchange for the benediction of ruling and enjoying the opulences of the entire universe such a devotee of the lord is to be considered the best among the vaishnavas the lord is always very kind you know what he does he will come and he will ask you can i do something for you can i give you the you know you can become the ruler of this world can i do this for you can i do that for you what can i do for you if you are the greatest devotee don't ever ask god for anything don't don't you don't have to ask why do you want to ask you just have to remain the devotee at the feet of the lord that's it that is all that needs to be done why would a tukaram or a ramkrishna parmahansa or for that matter kabir want to be the king of this world why they would not want to why would jesus christ say ye time pe mere ko suli pe chadha hai next time pe main aake tumko batata hu i will become the greatest ruler on this planet earth he is already the ruler why will he want to come back to earth again to become some stupid person so jesus christ will never come why will buddha want to say na next life this life you know i was the king siddhartha next time i want to become somebody else i want to become united nation secretary general do you know that there are 11 people standing for election in which there are four women this time in for the united states you know united nation secretary general 
yeah so do you next time okay next time i will want to become a woman and i want to stand for united you know united nations secretary general because next time is not four people there will be you know in 12 people there will be nine or 10 of them will be women so i want to be the greatest in that aisa kyu bolega wo i just want to be a devotee of the lord i don't want all this nonsense is the worst thing on planet earth to ask for can i just be a very mundane normal human being always surrendered at the feet of the lord and then god says yes this is what is the right thing to do if if i you should know this one thing if the lord wants to make this person whatever in this world hmm why do you think that he is not going to make think see this this uh, question should always come to you god has created this world god is the one who is doing everything is it agreed you everybody will say yes 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 you are right about it god does everything now if he wants to make you the queen of this world what is your problem in life don't bother your head about it that is a job he has given you all right and if god has given you a job you better be happy about it at that time when you say no 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 i don't want this job you know i just want to be at the feet of yours but he wants you to do that job can you understand this whole complexity of this in most of the time a devotee wants to be an incognito person incognito means nobody knows him but if god wants him that incognito person to be somebody in this world why is that person objecting now it's god's wish he wants to make you the prince of this world he wants to make you the united nations secretary general who are you to object to it ensure he will ensure that every all objections in your world are disappeared that means out of those 12 people who are standing 11 will disappear from this planet earth he will make you un secretary general you got the whole point so that is how it is going to be just for one one small snippet in this world okay let me put it to you nostradamus you have heard of nostradamus good nostradamus is the person who predicted literally everything he predicted the world war he predicted everything and everything has come true till today one of the predictions which he has done is in this millennium there is a person from a place which is called confluence of three things confluence of three things a person is going to be there who will lead spiritual revolution and the entire north starting from china russia to the europe will come under the influence of this person and that religion will flourish it is mentioned in by nostradamus by the way and that confluence is india central india south india somewhere in south india and then the whole of this world is going to get covered by this religion called sanatan dharma not hinduism 
Sanatan Dharma. We are by the way followers of Sanatan Dharma. There on one side those ISIS people are saying no our Dharma is the best in the world. But here Nostradamus is predicting something completely different. How is that going to be? I just read about it yesterday. It was a very funny snippet. So just think about it. So but if this is the question which I ask. If the Lord wants to do this who the hell are we to object? You got what I am saying? <laughs> he wants you to be a poor fellow. Sir, you may try your level best in doing whatever you want to. You are still going to be very poor. If you are going to be a miserable person, you are going to be miserable all your life. What can you do? So the only thing a poor and a miserable person can do, they can just you know, be surrendered to the God's feet. But tomorrow God tells you, you know, I want you to be the United States President. How can I be... I am an Indian citizen. How can I be the US president? God wants to make you US president, sir. You don't understand. You know, one of the funniest things is, everybody said, there is a, uh, there is a country where everybody said, outsider can never become the president. Alright? And, very strangely, a Japanese person became the president of that country. Okay, Peru. Go into the history of Peru and you will come to know. How strange can that be? Imagine somebody coming from some other country becomes the president of that country. Why is it not possible? In God's world, He can make anything possible. So understand this and give credit to the Divine Lord that if He has programmed you to become somebody in life, you don't have to object to it. You will anyway be. Alright? So we, we have come to the now last two more uh, this thing. We will finish that and end this chapter. How can the fire of material suffering continue to burn the hearts of those who worship the Supreme Lord? The Lord's lotus feet have performed innumerable heroic deeds and the beautiful nails of his toes resemble valuable jewels. Their fulgent emanating from these nails resemble cooling moonshine for it instantly relieves the suffering within the heart of the pure devotee just as the appearance of the moon's cooling light relieves the burning heat of the sun. Just like a man who is in love with a very beautiful woman and wants to get married to her he is only thinking about her 24 bar 7. He is he's thinking of only her. Okay, Nothing else in the world. Or otherwise look at your own self. When you know when your results are going to come you might have sat for a very very important examination and your results are going to come. Nothing is affecting you. You are only bothered about result me kya hoga, result me kya hoga, result me <laughs> You are bothered about that. Or otherwise if a, if a pregnant woman is supposed to deliver a child, do you think at that point in time, chalo hum log picture dekhne jate, chalo hum log ye karte, chalo hum log ho karte. Okay, let us go to a restaurant. She will say, to the hell with you. I am delivering. I am not bothered about all these things. <laughs> and this is the funny part in this world. So, yesterday when I was seeing that snippet, I told you about this old man, 75 year old man and uh, so, and this 70 year old woman. Now, he has come home and there is, there is a, one of his tenants who is there in his house. She just come to his house. 
her water bag has broken and she is about to deliver and she he is telling her no no you wait you please go from here go from here go from here can and she says what the hell are you talking i can't go no call 911 they call 911 911 is on the way by the time they come he says no 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 you wait till till everything you know till the doctor comes and all that or you go to your own house the water bag has burst she's about to deliver how can she say at this point nahi kar sakti hu bhai she says don't you irritate me i am only interested in delivering nothing else matters to me do you get this point that should matter to you when this person is focused on only delivering when you are only focused on your results remember that you are only focused on your results or this man is interested only in this girlfriend he's only thinking of her likewise when you are interested in the lord that is the only focus and the attention that has to be there in your world why are you bothered about the rest of the things you think you will be bothered kya ho raha hai duniya mein kidhar kya karte hai log ye kya ho raha hai wo nis bothered about it so and how do you look upon the lord as the greatest thing on this in your life praising him doing all sorts of things you know what is it that happens to you at that point in time you are either singing songs about the lord you are dreaming about him you are praying to him you are doing all kinds of funny activities which are only connected with the lord nothing else matters to you though you are going about your mundane material worldly activities khane ka peene ka kar raha hai lekin wo wahan pe lost hai so this kind of a person is one of the highest devotees so you have to be only bothered about these things the supreme personality of godhead is so kind to the conditioned soul that if we call upon him by speaking his holy name even unintentionally or unwillingly the lord is inclined to destroy innumerable sin sinful reactions in their heart therefore when a devotee who takes shelter of the lord's lotus feet chants the holy name of krishna with genuine love the supreme personality of godhead can never give up the heart of such a devotee one who has thus captured the supreme lord within the heart is to be known as bhagavata pradhana the most exalted devotee of the lord so this kind of a person who is devoted to the lord you know what happens this person may accidentally otherwise not bothered he is doing things whether intentionally or unintentionally taking the name of the lord when you take the name of the lord and you are pleasing him whichever way you may give him galis also does not matter by the way yeah you will find that you know some people give galis teri wajah se hai na meri zindagi mein takleef ho rahi hai you know those many people are there outside who will say na because of you i am in great trouble krishna teri wajah se mere life mein problem aa rahi hai you are such a bad person you are this you are that and yet you are giving galis to the lord and the lord is saying are mera naam to le rahe hai mera naam le rahe hai to mere liye bahut acha hai and i will bless this person so the lord is like this he doesn't bother about whether you are you know you are taking my name no chalo theek hai you know many a times in my world i have had people who are my devotees who are you know very close to me and the people associated with them are always at loggerheads like the parents wives husbands whoever they might be they will say wo idiot ke piche kyu jaate ho uske piche ja ke tumhara kya fayda hai 
you should focus in your world don't bother about him you know he is such a big villain in your life whether you like it or not you should always remember they are remembering me even in a very bad manner but remembering me will grant them only goodness this is how it works as a teacher my job is to only consider give them blessings i am not supposed to give them any galis galoch and all that so they may be my greatest villain you know any enemies they think i am the biggest villain in their life it does not matter to me because for me they are my dearest devotees they may give me galis also does not matter so this is how the supreme divine consciousness the lord also behaves exactly like this he doesn't have biases he only says whether the person is intentionally doing it or not intentionally doing it it has absolutely no problem this i'll read the verse because it's the last verse now the supreme personality of god is so kind to the conditioned souls that if they call upon him by speaking his holy name even unintentionally or unwillingly the lord is inclined to destroy innumerable sinful reactions of their heart that means whatever sinful reactions that they may be having they get erased therefore when a devotee who has taken the shelter of the lotus lord's lotus feet chants the holy name of krishna with genuine love the supreme personality of godhead can never give up the heart of such a devotee one who has thus captured the supreme lord within his heart is to be known as bhagavata pradhana the most exalted devotee of the lord and this is how king nimi was explained by these great sages by the yogendras about bhagavata dharma this is how does a person become a devotee of the lord so we have come to the end of the chapter next time we are going to do the liberation from the illusory energy you know what this means everything is called maya maya is the illusory energy around every person she is the one who creates all these great stories in your life all the great stories that are happening you know oh i don't have money i don't have this i am a problem i have got so many issues you know my this is not going through my that is not going through all these are called illusory energies this illusion we are going to learn how to get liberated how can you be free from this the next time's chapter is based on that so we shall stop over here and we shall see i shall see you all next time